Uh, hi, Ding Ding. So we were both just on this Conversation 6 lobby uh, talking about U.S.-China relations and have this opportunity now to record six minutes yes. uh, of some of our main points. Um, I should say that uh, obviously we're friends and we uh, together host this U.S.-China dialogue series on YouTube uh, where we bring together U.S. and Chinese experts on various topics. We've done one on trade. We're going to do the next one on technology. So I hope people uh, will tune in and watch that uh, when we uh, upload the new episodes. But uh, let's go to some of the things we talked about in this in this lobby session with the Conversation 6 folks just now. Um, one of the themes that we discussed was whether or not this is a moment of relative optimism or pessimism in U.S.-China relations. And you laid out a few arguments for why it's a moment of optimism. Uh, so why don't I invite you to elaborate on that a bit, uh, why, why you think there are some areas of potential optimism in the relationship? Okay, thank you, Nathan. I, I think, uh, yes, I think uh, because of the, some recent you know, news stories like Taiwan and all that, you know, people uh, getting you know, nervous about this US-China relationship, I think that's uh, totally uh, legitimate. But I also think you know, there are you know, areas that can give us reasons to be a little bit more optimistic or certainly i'm you know we're not like you know optimistic that uh, u.s china relations will return to the good old days or even return to the uh, obama era uh, u.s china relations but it can certainly be better than the uh last trump administration i think you know uh very broadly speaking one uh sort of a, a positive sign is the recent high level uh, officials, you know, dialogues between the uh, two sides. For example, China's uh, uh, Vice Premier uh, Liu He just uh, held a, a virtual conversation with, uh, uh, you know, Secretary of uh, uh, Secretary Yellen, I think, uh, a few days ago, uh, on a number of issues like, you know, uh, including trade, finance, and other uh, Chinese U.S.-China business relations. And it's just one. Uh, event there, you know, along with other events. And of course, uh, in November, we will have the big uh, first uh, virtual face-to-face -face meeting between Chinese President Xi Jinping and the U.S. President Joe Biden. So I think that meeting will certainly give us, uh, you know, some positive results. We don't know what they will look like, but I think, you know, both teams are working together very uh, hard on, uh, you know, some deliverables. And I think, uh, you know, that's one reason. Another big reason is uh, because I think um, the Biden administration is very different from the Trump administration in that uh, Biden and his, uh, you know, officials, uh, senior advisors are much more rational than uh, Trump, of course, himself and people surrounding Trump at that time. So I think, you know, from a rational point of view, uh, both sides will realize actually the benefits uh, that they can uh, you know, harness from these U.S.-China relations. So I think as long as they remain rational, uh, nothing serious, uh, very bad would happen with Taiwan, and they will come to some sort of a, a mutual understanding. Uh, of course, you know, this relationship will have some serious differences and, and uh, even uh, conflicts, but, you know, still we have reasons to be relatively uh, optimistic. Yeah, I, I think I agree with all of that. And certainly I agree that, um, you know, the Taiwan issue kind of looms over things. And so we hope that uh, there won't be any hiding meaning of tensions over that issue that would uh, make it difficult to make progress on, on these other areas. Um, certainly it seems, uh, you know, the two areas where uh, there does seem to be some genuine sprouts of uh, sort of optimism are 
Um, first of all, the uh, economic relationship. Uh, I agree with you that uh, Liocha's conversations um, have been very pragmatic, uh, most recently with Janet Yellen. Um, you know, sec the Secretary of Commerce, Gina Raimondo, has also spoken in those terms, and um, the U.S. Trade Representative, Catherine Tai, uh, has also been speaking uh, in those ways. Um, so I think that that all seems uh, quite promising if, if one is hoping for a more stable relationship. Um, the climate area uh, is one where, uh, again, there may be some uh, some runway um, for some more collaborative dynamics. Of course, John Kerry uh, does get uh, criticized quite a bit uh, within the U.S. domestic political discourse, which does has some uh, still some very robust voices uh, hoping for a more confrontational relationship. Um, so we'll have to see how that all plays out. I think. Uh, in the remaining time left, I just want to make two big points. One is that um, whatever happens with the Biden administration policies, we also have to be mindful of the larger politics in the U.S. Um, right. Trump is uh, on the march uh, in the in the in the background, and uh, we we don't really know uh, what's going to happen in the midterm elections and in the next presidential election. So that's something we have to keep an eye on. Um, and I think there are also dynamics in China. Uh, maybe I'll give you the last thirty seconds to sort of talk about some of the dynamics in China, which might also uh, make it harder for the relationship to move in a collaborative direction. Uh, I think China puts a lot of emphasis on stability for various reasons, and next year will be no exception. So I think uh, for China, it's very simple. We wanted to have a stable and peaceful relationship with the U.S. So next year, uh, that's, I think, the direction the, the country will, will try to uh, take. So as long as, uh, you know, the, nothing major you know, erupting the relationship, I think next year we can be, again, more uh, cautiously optimistic. Great. And we have two seconds left. Uh, thanks for the conversation.